it took me so long to get back to this, but I've been really busy uh, finishing up some docs and some feature projects. Hopefully I can do an episode soon about um, well, uh, a couple of the design uh, things I was doing for the last two uh, feature films I did. Uh, once those films come out, then I'll maybe be able to talk a little bit about that design process because I've been having a lot of fun with that and applying these drawing skills I've been developing um, over the past couple of years uh, into uh, draw drawing and design. It's not only just the, the, which is what I've been talking about a little bit today, it's not only just the execution and the line work, but it's also design, character design, um, point of focus, uh, composition, which of course all bleeds into my day job, which is as a cinematographer, it's all about framing, it's all about design, it's all about composition, it's all about what you put in front of your frame. Without, I always say like without good actors and good um, art direction and good uh, sets that I'm shooting or props that I'm shooting, then all the fancy lenses and lights in the world don't mean a hill of beans because it's not going to uh, mean anything without something in front of it. So um, recently, uh, when I was on the road doing, um, working on uh, our He-Man of the Masters of the Universe documentary, I was actually working on this, this some doodles that were, um, you know, kind of a, a heavy metal uh, character, uh, heavy metal magazine type character. Uh, so I was doodling this um, kind of badass uh, future warrior with this little side robot character. And I think I might develop this concept into a comic or maybe even a live action thing. So as I continue to design this this character, um, I, I, I might, you know, I might take it somewhere. So on the road, as you can see, I did like three or four different uh, scenarios with this character. And what I was thinking at the time was, <laughs> I was being, quite frankly, I was being lazy because I didn't want to draw her hair. Uh, hair is really hard to do, obviously. and so it was quick and easy for me to make her bald, and it was kind of sci-fi and, and interesting. Um, but I developed it further um, and was refining, I was trying to refine my version. You know, I think everybody, every uh, male artist who likes to draw pretty ladies um, starts to refine their version of a female's face. And like some of my favorite artists, you can kind of almost tell who they are uh, who the artist is based on on not only just the line work and the way that they, they they paint or draw but it's also the way that their their characters look like frank Frazetta is famous for the male characters kind of looking like him very you know sp distinct uh, features and his female characters looking almost timeless and 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 raceless because they're kind of a mixture uh, of different um, ethnic features that, that make them stunning and, and unique and gorgeous. For him, it's all about pushing the extreme, pushing things um, into the extreme. A plain representation of a reality on paper isn't as interesting as pushing the extreme. Um, so for me, I've been refining again, not only the beauty uh, in, in the, the person's face, but also the type of figure that they are. And in this case, I've been designing her little costume or refining her costume uh, down a little bit further so it's, um, a little bit, and this, this is definitely, I'm pulling inspiration from some of my favorite design, some of them from like Frazetto's, the Keepers of the Mesar series, and um, and also from Miyazaki, who he's also drawing from as well. Uh, so this character, um, I was doing uh, different, just quick sketches of her face, trying to get that, and that's, that's hard. It says, I'm trying to get a consistent face look that I can carry over um, from panel to panel or, or piece to piece and and get uh, different and unique expressions. This is a, a really bad 
example because I was really fr frustrated one night and trying to trying to get the face consistent with different expressions and it wasn't wasn't working so you know this one I was really uh, you know it was starting to work but and I was happy with it but then I couldn't repeat it here with this design I'm trying to also find how I'm going to portray uh, her character um, and there's only a limited amount of lines that you can you can work with um, because of the fact that she uh, because because you know female faces you're not going to if you want them young and, and beautiful you can't really get in there with creases and shapes on the face it starts to age them very quickly and and a line width here or there off can make them feel much older or or change their weight dramatically from one frame to the next um, just from from the wrong placement of a cheek or something so uh, it it's I find fe I personally find females difficult because trying to get their faces is is tough and males are difficult because generally speaking if you're doing a heroic male their muscles are more on the surface or, or more visible from under the skin um, and and the anatomy of that is just simply I just haven't studied enough anatomy um, I just simply haven't studied enough anatomy to to be good at that yet. So uh, this this was the the finished piece from from two days ago that I was pretty happy with. That was a combination of designing her costume, designing her face, uh, designing her body type, and carrying over this little droid design, which is actually uh, borrowed from a previous comic I was working on before, um, and then of course executing a nice composed, nicely composed, finished piece, which is what I like to try to do is, is get to a place where I do a finished single standalone piece and then eventually I'll try to carry this, these lessons and what I'm doing in this piece over to uh, panel by panel on a page. So for this uh, specific piece, um, again, I was working on uh, a dynamic action pose, her, uh, her design, line work, composition, uh, black and white, uh, values to try to um, add depth and point of focus to the piece. So working on all of these things together. So breaking it all down from the beginning, um, I started with uh, pose books, um, which are very valuable, I find, but incredibly expensive. <laughs> this, th these ones by, um, I think they're by Johnson. Yeah, these are great. They do have, um, it's all turnarounds of nude models, and they generally come with um, a, a disc which gives you the full turnarounds from all angles. Um, this one's a lot of fun. These, these are all, uh, I, I, I think they're Korean, to be honest. I'm not exactly sure. I think they're Korean. Um, they're all the, the, the numbers and the pages and everything are all in Korean. Uh, it doesn't matter, though, because they're just books full of multiple shots of the same actions. Um, again, really expensive, and you've got to get them from, from art stores or order them online. But they're, they're super valuable because you can see different angles of the same action in this case it's all fighting action uh, between a male and a female there's big movements big flips and acrobatics which are great um and so i i, I flipped through here uh which is sort of some of my part of my inspiration process sometimes i don't really know what i want to to draw i know i want to draw something uh something dynamic um and i just flip through books like that or other artists books and find something that inspires me to go, yeah, okay, I like that pose, I can see doing something. So I, I saw a pose where she was in a, a crouched position like this. Her hands were both different, 
but I knew that I could get her body in that position, mimic those placements, and then adjust the hands accordingly uh, and expression in the costume accordingly to fit my piece. So right away, what I, what I thought was working well as I thought I was starting to get some, somewhere with the hands. Uh, hands are, are one of the hardest things to draw. Um, so I was relatively happy with that. The things I'm not happy with this is I, I think that this, the blade on the end of her staff could have been a little bit more dynamic. It could have been tilted this way to demonstrate that it's more 3D rather than a flat blade like this, because it's unlikely for her to land in this position and her blade to be perpendicular or, um, to our frame. Um, but again, that's something that, was, that would actually be harder to, to draw, but um, to, to tilt it like that. Uh, but I think that would have made it a little bit better. The line work in this is not as good as I'd like it to be. Um, I know I can do better. I think part, I'm gonna use a little bit of an excuse here. I was doing this in time-lapse and I was stuck around the, the tripod and I, I was, my hand was shaking and you can actually see in a time-lapse I'm trying to steady my hand with my other hand, which is something you can do on the really fine work anyway, but um, I was just a little rusty on this one. But it's relatively, uh, I'm, I'm relatively happy with it. Uh, again, the using the darkest darks and the brightest brights to try to create point of focus. I don't know if these lines are really working per se, but I, I thought they were kind of fun. It was sort of a last minute addition to try to give give the piece some some contrast because there wasn't enough contrast here with just her figure. Uh, you needed something solid black um, behind her to to create some point of focus. It draws your eye to what you what you want the viewer to see. You you, you can use dark values like these these chevrons or whatever you want to call them to then break up you can break those up with the smoke trail of the robot um, which then leads your eye better because you're seeing the white on top of the black uh, same thing with the white of her the white areas of her body are break up the black in the background so you catch them quicker with your eye which then draws you along the the the, the lines of action to her face which is essentially the the point of focus, which is you know up here, up here, swooping um, with with the the robot, and that line guides you right to her face, up her arm here, um, and then the other lines should take you to places that bring you back to her face. Like if you followed those lines back to the back, you might catch these lines, which then catch the foot, which then brings you back to the face. So that should those design uh, elements should bring the eye to a point of focus. If we look at her costume in a wide shot, that's the other thing I'm trying to work on here is, is costumes need to have, um, need to have a point of focus. I, I have a beef with a new movie that's a reboot of an old franchise that's coming out right now, and I find that costumes, I don't want to say what it is, the costumes don't have interesting enough points of focus or interesting enough um, design elements to draw the eye somewhere uh, at all. I think they just look like a, a mess. So with with her costume, it doesn't necessarily have an emblem or a, a, a specific focal point, but there are interesting textures within it that can draw you to different elements and move your eye throughout. And of course, accentuate the beauty of uh, different elements of her body, which makes her sexy, which is again, it's a bit of a a touchy subject in terms of male gaze and so on, but it it is about idealization. So you're you're idealizing uh, the the human form in male or female bodies to say, you know, this is a a character that is strong or powerful 
or motivated. And, and she is incredibly strong and powerful. And I like to draw females that way is they're a little bit stronger uh, and they can, they can take care of themselves and they're badass. So the, the kind of the corset belt type thing has an interesting texture that draws you up the center of her body, which is a kind of a natural progression to go up towards her face. There are other interesting elements that break up the, the kind of the, the flatter areas across the top of the chest, like breaking that up with the strapping and little, you know, clasps and buckles and leather pieces and steel pieces, um, make it more interesting. Also giving it, um, asymmetry. I like, I love asymmetry in designs like costume designs where one shoulder is a lot bigger than the other. Again, these are borrowing elements from other things that I have seen and like other artists I've seen and like. So I'm taking things that I, out of my, I'm not drawing directly from them, but my, my memory of the things I like the best all blends together into something like this. It's not perfect. It's just a start. It's just a, a, a design um, to play with. So that wraps me up on this uh, specific piece um, and what I've been doing with it. But I think I'm going to do a lot more with this character uh, in the future. So I'll probably come back to different projects I'm doing with uh, this character and the, the, the story as I, as I kind of bring people in who will help me develop the story uh, around this around this design.